0: Hey, hey, drama listeners, I am so excited to share with you this episode with Kennedy Kanagawa, who you all surely know as the beloved Milky White in this incredible new revival of Into the Woods that's taken Broadway by storm over the last couple of months. We get into all of the details about how he ended up getting to play Milky White. Wait, do you like how I said details instead of details? Anyways, we get into all of that and we learn about our most recent bonus episode guest, David, who is Kennedy's boyfriend that's right it's such a fun episode connor and i really hit it off well with kennedy and if you haven't seen into the woods yet you only have until i think january 8th so you'd better get your tickets but of course you're going to want to listen to our episode also subscribe to our patreon it's patreon.com backslash the drama podcast where we have bonus episodes you'll be on our instagram close friends and you'll also win the eternal love and devotion from connor and i so get on it We love you all so much, and let's get on with the show. Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take in the shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama! oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got an on the option? No, I'm not. Well, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more.
1: Drama.
0: Drama welcome to drama a podcast that covers theater pop culture love and life i am connor mcdowell i am dylan mcdowell and i am dylan mcdowell (laughs) (laughs) dylan what's up happy happy friday we've been doing friday recordings i think every single week which is kind of it's like a little fun routine i love it because it's not like a midweek thing where i'm like in the middle of the week i have to be like ready for this podcast because you know i always want to be my best self and i think i might bring stress into a midweek podcast recording i'm a virgo i bring stress into everything in my life yeah so now we're obviously in virgo season we are the virgo's groove as beyonce says what are you what are you anticipating like what what does that mean like if it's virgo season what does that mean because i feel like people are always like horoscoping the year now i feel like it's become quite the trend i know well it's a time of getting it together You know, it's, it's no mistake that Virgo season lands during like the beginning of the traditional like American school year where you're, you're getting organized, fresh beginnings, new starts, refreshes. So it's kind of like. New school supplies, new school supplies from Target. That was always the best. Oh my God. And we'd always make our mom get us like the brand new crayons, even though we had ones that were perfectly workable. You know what I mean? They needed to be fresh. They needed to smell like plastic. That's it. It's kind of like a kickstart, which is which is why I love that it's our birthday. And also it's kind of like the start of a school year and everything like it really does feel like the perfect time to, you know, resolve to do new things. Absolutely. And, and, get and, I, know it together. That, and I know that like the Broadway season sort of begins right after the Tonys, but it does feel like the beginning of the new season. I mean, we did have some early entries this year into the 2022-2023 Broadway season. However, the show that we're going to be primarily talking about today, which was a summer blockbuster. And now is a fall blockbuster. because And it's getting a little bit of a, a refresh. It is. It's Sonya Morgan <sighs> before a new filming of a season of Real Housewives of New York. Getting <laughs> Are you a little thinking about that, You're Going away to uh, yes, you're wearing your, <laughs> I didn't even, I must have subconsciously thought of that. God, I miss Sonya Morgan. I know, but I will say our friend Sophia and Isabel for our birthday recently got us a cameo from Sonya incredible worth every penny which i don't know how many pennies i it know was, that they're but... not cheap like if you want to get a housewife it's not cheap so it's a very generous gift and she and... did it from the townhouse and i will say she did she did and she gave the podcast a shout out so oh Sonia didn't... on drama when <laughs> she also referred to roni real housewives in new york as ronnie right which was so sonia i mean which on. which was um wasn't that gaga's name when she was pretending (laughs) to be a performer, like a contestant on Drag Race in the season nine premiere. She like was in the interview chair and giving interview as Ronnie. We need today's guest's boyfriend to tell us because he is such a Drag Race person. He would know, know. he would absolutely know. But anyway, I feel like that, that could be a perfect segue into talking about our guest. Yes. And because we did chat with his boyfriend already and the order of release is unclear. It's a one-two punch. It's it's giving like, you know, Eliza and Hamilton singing Helpless into um, Angelica Singing." Angelica satisfied. Sing- yes. it, it's that. It's very like you're getting everything you want and then more. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, I mentioned this off. Okay, mic. I'm randomly talking about theater. Am I okay? I know. You're always like, <laughs> to, I, yeah. This guest was the breakout star of the summer. I mean, someone literally got his character tattooed on their their bicep. Now listen, that's rock star status. If someone's getting a tattoo, it's rock star status. Whoa, I had not put that together, but you're right. That's i that's iconography. hmm. I think you should bring in bring in the icon. It's time to introduce. So our guest today, as Dylan said, is the breakout star of the critically lauded revival of Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods. Currently starring as the beloved Milky White, this performer is making a Broadway debut for the ages with his puppetry and talents alike. Our guest also makes magical appearances throughout the show, operating birds, the giant shoes and even witch hands. He also appeared in Gold Mountain at the Utah Shakespeare Festival, Adventure File, Saturday Night, The Good Swimmer, Lolita, My Love at the York Theater Company, Dinner with Georgette, Eastbound, Falsettos, and so much more. He has appeared in countless concerts, readings, regional productions, and finally arrived on Broadway to bring Milky White to life and steal the hearts of every single audience member who soaks up his sublime talent. Please welcome to drama, Kennedy, Kennedy Kanagawa! Kanagawa! Hi, wow, that was such a nice intro. (laughs) Oh my gosh, welcome Kennedy, it's so nice to meet you. So nice to meet you guys, thanks for having me. And to hear your voice. I feel like most people don't know what your voice sounds like. That's actually very fair, yeah. (laughs) How does it feel to have someone have your character tattooed on them? Is that like surreal? Yeah, we found out about it when we were rehearsing for the transfer. Rachel uh one of our company managers mentioned it to me on a break and and the way she said it it was like kind of flippant and I thought that she was making a joke and then she was like wait no have you not seen the TikTok and I was like what so she she showed me and this girl Ashley she's so nice we actually ended up meeting uh has she like made a whole TikTok of like her her day of going to the tattoo parlor and getting the tattoo so it was so crazy <laughs> to see um But yeah, that's, it's pretty cool. It looks just like Milky. Exactly. Exactly. I'll ask you many questions about Milky themselves. Himself? Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think it's all respectful pronouns. He, she, they, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love love that. Love, love, love. Now. Do you have any tattoos? I don't. And I really, really want one. I just think tattoos are so cool. I like follow tattoo like artist accounts on Instagram. Uh And I feel like I might end up just getting one for like commemorate this show. It's my Broadway debut. Probably won't be a cow, but like maybe like a birch tree or like a a moon or something. Would you do a lyric? You know, I was, I've thought about it, but there are so many good. I know. Pretty much any line that you point to would be a good tattoo in the show. I know. I don't know if it was Jason or Julia, both of whom from your show we've had on the pod, I think I asked them their favorite Sondheim lyric. Was that is that right, Connor? Yeah, you did. It was with Jason. It was a cruel thing to ask because like, <laughs> I couldn't even answer the question, really. I think I said something from uh, Giants in the Sky, but the show is just full of lessons and lyrics. I'm sure you hear new lyrics differently every night. Oh, yeah. Especially with different performers doing them, right? Yeah, I can't wait for this new group of people to come in and see all of their... Takes actually later today is our epic put-in with all the new people and it, it'll be my first time seeing or hearing any of them do stuff so it's gonna be really exciting is the put-in the full show yeah i think we're gonna run through the whole show and oh my gosh I, it's kind of it's exciting because so like the cow puppet is pretty heavy for my poor little delicate hands. So (laughs) I'm like in physical therapy and like dealing with like some body fatigue. Drama. Yeah, drama. So the stage managers have been super sweet and they are having one of my understudies do the put in, but I'll still be able to like chill in the audience and like actually watch the show. So that'll be exciting too. You have the best gig then. I mean, if to sit back and watch... SJB, Sebastian Arcellus has returned to Broadway. I know, I'm so excited. And all of the, so during their rehearsal process, which we have not been a part of, they have been working with our incredible team of understudies who are, you know, just like plugging in so they have people to interact with in their rehearsal process. So they've gotten to know each other well at this point. And so we're we're hearing from the understudies like, oh my gosh, they're amazing. Just wait until you hear this thing that they do and oh, they're doing this person's doing this thing so differently. It's going to be so interesting. And so, Oh, I was, I was going to ask you, what have you heard? But I, I would imagine it's only good things. Oh oh yeah. Only good things. So. Oh my God. That is so exciting. Well, listen, we're, we kind of jumped into it, but I am curious. We're finding it in this wild time of life. And we do like to check in with our guests and ask yes, we do, how you're doing? doing. Yeah. Kennedy, are you well? I'm so well. Yeah. Everything, it's, I don't know, everything is so great and crazy, and I kind of have, like, career whiplash. Like, this has all happened so quickly that I don't know if, like, my body and, like, heart have caught up to it, but I'm just, like, just trying to ride the wave, and I'm really just having a blast. Yeah, I mean, you've been, was it the New York Times that did a piece on you? New York times a uh, Washington post just did a, a feature uh-huh. that came out. I think last weekend, um, CBS just, uh, I think yesterday did released uh, a, a feature that they filmed with me for CBS morning. Another thing is, is we're filming another thing in a week or two for another channel. Like uh, It it's crazy. That's amazing. And <laughs> yeah. you say whiplash. What, what do you mean? Like where were things? Well, I mean, I was, I was working steadily, but it was, it was like, I didn't audition for this. So I was working on uh, the, the premiere of a new play at Portland stage in Maine in March. And while I was there, James Ortiz, who is the puppet designer of our show and one of the most brilliant, talented people I know messaged me on Instagram and was like, Hey, are you free in May? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I I get back from my show in April. And I don't I don't have anything else signed up so far. And he was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna put your name in for uh this like thing. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then that thing was into the woods with Neil Patrick Harrison, Sarah Borellis <laughs> Heather Headley. I didn't even really think that anything would come of that. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And then my agent was like, so you just got an offer <laughs> to do this. And uh, that's wild. Yeah. And now I'm on Broadway. Like what? Like, I don't, I don't. Which was never on the table. Right. That was like it was just supposed to be a weekend or two weekends. Yeah. To, uh, Yeah. Two weeks of perform like 10 days or something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, I, just, I remember like, I hadn't had tickets to see it yet and I did get to see it at city center, but I remember seeing all these tweets about like the hot Milky white. Do you remember that? <laughs> I, I'm i sure it came across your desk. Are you, You're on Twitter, right? Or no? I have technically a Twitter account, but I don't know how to use Twitter and I never <laughs> go on it. Although, because a bunch of people were like <laughs> forwarding me things. Yeah. And someone, made a tweet that was so wildly inappropriate (laughs) that I had to like log into my Twitter account just to respond. I think I just was like, um. (laughs) What what was the tweet? What did it say? I don't know, is it, am I allowed to say it on here? Oh yeah, yeah. okay. (laughs) It said, I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it, it said that between the puppeteer who operates uh, Winnie the Pooh in the Winnie the Pooh show. Yes, and the puppeteer that operates Milky White and in Into the Woods. Uh, Twinks are really getting their like time in the spotlight uh, of like people that I would like to make puppets out of. Oh, what? <laughs> oh my god! Are you kidding? <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. So- So bold, (laughs) and you just said um in response. I just said um, and (laughs) I think they deleted it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it up to see if it's still there. But uh, I'm gagged. That is so crazy. Twitter (laughs) is the wild west. People will say the craziest things. TikTok too. People are TikTok is where the rumor mill is. That's I feel like where people want to like spill tea and like yes, also that. And it's funny because there's that guy. Yes. Oh, it's sweaty the sweaty oracle. Stinky. It's con- yeah. <laughs> the, the stinky. I don't Not know. <laughs> so that's so funny you say that because Connor and I have a have a Patreon plug where we will talk about, we'll, we'll maybe kiki and gossip a little bit. It's just the two of us. And it's like a, you know, our devoted listeners can like write in and we talked about him uh-huh. and he's trying to start rumors about possible future replacements for into the woods. Oh yeah. Wait, yes. I'll tell, I'll tell you now, but he, I guess he said that Adina Menzel is coming in as the witch which is a gag to end all gags. And I could actually totally see her doing it. You don't have to react in any way, in any way. But okay, I heard he said that and I actually don't keep up with him on TikTok. I'm not on theater TikTok. I'm on like straight boys who kind of like bait the gays TikTok where they like oh, sing, you know what I mean? That's like yeah, what I see absolutely. on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I see that, but I guess the sweaty said also that sweaty. Baker and Baker's wife will be Norbert Leo Butts and Sherry Renee Scott, which also would be a gag, but I don't think, could ever happen but anyway yeah theater tiktok is crazy i know and we like everyone in the cast saw his videos and was talking about it because well first of all they don't tell us shit about. am i allowed to curse oh yeah whatever you want okay they they don't tell us anything like the cast but you know he earlier had said a video of the the replacement cast and it was all accurate right and it was before it was announced, but I think at, at that point I don't know if we knew about it at that point or not. But so we were like, oh, so he's getting something accurate from someone, right? Who is the leak? Who is it? Yeah, and how do we find it's the him It's the guy who know. plays the steward, <laughs> David Turner. Oh my god! Oh, because he did. Yeah. He did we, we, we leak. we talked about that something. with Julia. He leaked. Oh my god, there was an album. I want to say yes, he did, and uh, this is actually a leak that happened really early that i don't know that anyone was talking about but david patrick kelly who plays the mysterious man Mm -hmm. we found out that we were transferring the monday in between performance weeks at encores oh uh, which was so exciting uh but (laughs) david patrick kelly you know he's
1: he's an older guy but he's
0: on facebook he's active on facebook and one of the most brilliant people. Uh, And he he wrote on Facebook, like, so excited to have Into the Woods be transferring to Broadway at the St. James Theater (laughs) starting on July. It was like all of the information. (laughs) And I was like, oh no, that's not allowed. Who's going to tell him? And so then friends started texting me, being like, oh, so you're transferring. And I was like, I'm not supposed to right. and then I think someone eventually told him he took it down, but luckily, oh. you know, that was just his, his Facebook like circle, but yes. What a sweet man. Oh my God. That's so cute. He just copy and pasted the, the company email and <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And- All of our social security numbers. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was just super casual. Yeah. Ugh, I love that. And I want to just ask, I know it's probably hard cause you're in it, but what has this experience meant to you so far? It's almost embarrassing at this point saying it because it doesn't sound true maybe, but Into the Woods has always been my favorite musical of all time. And I just, like, I grew up on the PBS VHS of the original cast. Of course. And I don't know, just like really speaks to me and as it does with so many people. And so getting to do this production... And, you know, and I saw, I saw the movie and I saw it when it was in the park and I saw the 2002 oh. revival. And so I've seen a lot of these different iterations and uh, and then the OG VHS. And so to be a part of this revival and like feel like, oh my gosh, this is getting it right in so many amazing ways. And I get to be a part of it is, it just is blows my mind every day and i'm so 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 grateful i'm so happy for you that's i know when you put it that way too i love hearing how much it means to you i mean you've seen basically every major, major yeah version of it wait so you saw amy adams right i did park? yeah was she good she was yeah yeah the wig wasn't <laughs> the wig was a tragedy oh my god i'm crying it looked like a bird's nest Oh, you know, I don't, I don't remember her wig, but I'm a wig connoisseur. Oh yeah. (laughs) Dylan's always paying attention to the wigs. I always clocked the wig. What role did you always want to play in Into the Woods? So I, um, I did actually play Jack in, um, a concert version at the Times Theater with the National Asian Artist Project. So it was an all Asian cast and I was Jack and Anne Harada was the witch so when we reunited at Encore, that was a really fun moment. I actually, she played my mom in my first ever professional production when I was 13. So we've known each other for a very long time. And so- No way. It was really sweet reuniting. Oh my gosh. And did our show right before Schminka June season one came out or something like that. And talk about one of those like beloved icons of the community. Just- best i love her so much and i'm so excited she's coming back yes yes that thank thank goodness although i will say i love her name amy garcia yes incredible amazing slay just the brightest light yeah so sweet so hilarious yeah it's cool that we're getting so many different ver- like takes on these roles as well but no one could do milky white like you like when you said you have <laughs> an understudy i was like but how because it's something that you do but it's also something in the eyes of the puppet. And it's just, you are like, we see, I don't ignore you, where I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm just looking at the puppet. You feel like very much the character as well, which I think is really interesting. Thank you. Yeah, we, um, James and I had a lot of fun figuring that out. And, you know, like maintaining the gaze on the cow to help guide the eye primarily to the cow, but also like, You know, if I'm, you know, acting, I will sympathetically be like making facial expressions and things. And then when we have these meta moments of acknowledging the puppeteer with the audience, like how that is also a character. And Lear gave us so much opportunity to play. Um, And I think that that's true with everyone in the cast. Like she just gave us so much room to play. And I think that that really is something that translates in the production that it's just, everyone is having so much fun. It's clear. You can tell, I know. I, Dylan <laughs> and I are both like, yeah. Uh-huh. And we're coming <laughs> to see it, we're coming back. We're coming. Oh yay, when are you coming? Next Thursday, Next. actually. Awesome, oh, so you'll see the new pe- new people. Mm-hmm. The new folks, I can't wait. This is getting me excited. I know, I know. It. It's, you know. There's so many new shows, but this is one of those ones that I will come back. It's like Waitress, I'll come back every time there's somebody new in the cast. Yes. Well, you were absolutely brilliant in it. And you obviously are not only Milky White, you also operate, there's some birds and some other, the Giants, is it hands or feet, both? or The Giants' feet, feet. and the Witch's hands. That's what it is. Okay, okay. Was was that like sprung on you? Like, did you know that was going to happen when you were given the offer? My, my track kind of evolved before even getting into the room, which, you know, at Encores, we had like, three minutes to put together yeah. the production. Um, but it was, it was great having a relationship with James. He was able to like text me and be like, Hey, just a heads up X, Y, Z. So I think that initially they were just going to have one puppeteer who was going to also double as Cinderella's father. And that was initially at encore is going to be Ashley park. So I think that was also part of it, like, oh, like having a puppeteer who is also Asian American who can play, you know, blah, blah, blah. But also, like, first of all, I have received feedback that I don't look like I could play uh, a father, which I think I agree with. Um, (laughs) But you're very youthful looking. uh, Thank you. (laughs) But there also were too many puppets to like to split all that up. So that ended up. James texted me, he was like, okay, so you're actually not going to be, you're going to be just the cow, but also like, we, ha- you're going to have some like birds and like, maybe some other things. So then it just kind of like evolved as they developed the production. I love the birds, I have to say. And you're making those sounds too, right? I am. And we actually didn't do that at Encores. At Encores, I think Danae would just like, hold me to her ear and I'd like kind of wiggle in it. And then she would say like what I was saying out loud. But then when we got, when we were transferring and working out the new stuff with Pippa, James was like, actually, can you whistle? And I was like, yeah, but it's like a weird whistle through my teeth that like people used to always tease me for. (laughs) But then we were like, oh, it actually is like, kind of sounds like a bird. So like, let's use it. Oh, how cool. It's it's amazing. I feel like so many full circle moments are possibly happening here with with your time and into the woods. And you know, you mentioning growing up or watching the PBS special or things like that, we do kind of like to go back to the beginning. And this that this might have been your answer, but we've taken a concept from Fun Home of when small Allison, you know, sees a woman for the first time that she finds attractive, but also sees herself. We've changed it for our podcast. It's called the Ring of Keys moment like the song, but it's when you saw art or something that helped your passion come alive and you identified with it very strongly. Do you feel like you had a ring of keys moment in your youth or maybe even a little bit later? Um, that's a great question. I feel like I might have had like a couple of different keys on the ring. because, uh, like, I Like I, I kind of always grew up performing. I was in my second grade play and my third grade play and- Hey, you're bragging. Yeah, and also <laughs> not want to brag, but my fourth grade play too. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The <triple> uh, crown. <laughs> so, and you know, I, I was, you know, enjoying it. Uh, so that was kind of a moment of like, oh, this is fun. And then honestly, that original Into the Woods PBS pro shot, I wore out and was, I think, a a, a different key of like, oh, this is like, you know, being in really rosy in my the basement of my school in Tokyo is one thing. But like, oh, theater can be this. Oh, that is a revelation. And I am drawn to that. And then honestly, I think so. My first professional job with Anna Harada was the all Asian revival of falsetto land at the vineyard. And that I think was like the third key of like being a part of it and seeing what it's like and the community and the way in which theater can connect with an audience and tell a powerful story and really kind of affect change was revelatory. And I was like, oh yeah, this, I don't think that I can stop doing this ever. So, well, I mean, being in falsetto land, like that's, it's also probably some more adult themes. Oh yeah. You know, identity and and things like that too. That, I mean, also layered with it being all Asian, I'm sure that was probably interesting as well. Seeing that representation on the stage and like feeling a part of that in a way that like, I, you know, I love the original cast of Into the Woods, but, like, didn't see myself in it at all. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that is a cool thing. But, like, Falsetto Lands, like, yeah, we can do this, was so powerful. And also, you know, really, like, big themes, like, the AIDS epidemic and, like, gay love stories and... Also, the actors being gay and happy and normal, and like me, little like thirteen year old, like in the closet, being like, "Oh, there's nothing wrong with being gay," and real like, and I'm still, you know, I have relationships with all of those people from that show still, all these years later, and they were really role models in so many ways to me. Oh, well, that's so. I kind of I feel like we had someone else on the podcast. Who was in that production maybe it was just ann maybe it was ann jason ma Um well jason ma he directed or wrote gold mountain he, Is that what he wrote gold mountain yes yes, yes. okay because we had johnny and ali on oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah awesome yes oh they are like you as well but the sweetest people ever i mean they're i mean they're so so wonderful i love them both so much we had so much fun in utah together that was fun when we chatted with them they were like i wanted to see it but it was like too I late know. it was it was <laughs> like their last weekend or something yeah like that. it was yeah. crazy we can i have like so many questions okay first of all i love that you had this experience with falsetto land and i feel like there were so many layers in there and i want to ask about did you grow up in tokyo I was born there and, uh, lived there till I was 10. To your 10. Okay. Oh, oh wow. I-, I guess I was curious about like what theater, how different theater was, was in Japan versus the theater you experienced in America. Uh, very different. Um, <laughs> I mean, I went to an international school. So, um, the, like the, my second, third and fourth grade plays were in English. Um, but it's funny because there are all of the different traditional Japanese forms of theater, but also Western theater is super popular. And my stepmother, uh, is actually a retired Takarazuka performer. And Takarazuka is this form of Japanese. It's musical theater done only with women. And so you have these altos playing these male roles and it's basically drag and they are such hot guys. And it's so (laughs) queer, but not acknowledged as being queer, but they are, there's this, there are these like droves of housewives that are like screaming fans at the stage doors for these, (laughs) the women playing the male roles. So, and my, my stepmother was one of those actors But they, so they, they do, they do like Western musicals too, but like all female cast. It's so cool. Um, It's the revival of 1776, but make it more queer. Literally. Yes. (laughs) Um, So there was theater in your house too then. Yeah. My, my mother actually, uh, she acted for a hot second as, as a girl, uh, but We, you know, she married a Japanese guy and and moved to Tokyo and had babies and she transitioned to voiceover work. And that was actually kind of like my first introduction to performing because she was she was doing some gig there that needed like. She had, there was a little boy playing her son and it was like a bilingual thing, but the boy literally like threw a tantrum and refused to do it. And I was like, I'm ready to do it. (laughs) You're like, I was booked in the second, third and fourth grade (laughs) production. And don't you forget it. Um, Yeah. So what kind of voiceover work was that? I did. I was a regular on uh, this animated show it wasn't anime but it was a cartoon that was a regular iconic (laughs) yeah (laughs) pumpkin the orange cat uh oh that
1: one but it was like you know
0: to teach it was a it was a cartoon to teach kids english so cool and then like you know like commercials and and things and being able to speak english it was like i don't know english in japan is like really cool like Ah. it doesn't always make sense but like If you're if you're if there's a a slogan for a company or something like if it's in English, that's like, that's cool. Wait, that is so that's so i never knew that. Do you do you still have family there? Yeah, my my uh, my dad and stepmom still live there with that side of the family. So I was supposed to go visit them this. Well, i was supposed to go visit them in March of 2020. Ah, Of course. And that didn't work out. So then I finally rescheduled. for after we closed this fall and then we got (laughs) extended. So I had to cancel that ticket too, but (laughs) I will get back to see him soon. Maybe don't schedule it for a while. Or maybe, maybe keep (laughs) scheduling it because it feels like the karma is making yeah. me yes. have to reschedule. So I'm sure the sweaty oracle has plenty to say yes. about that. You know, listen, I'm giving him too much airtime. I, I know. <laughs> we're cutting. We're cutting that line I, I don't want to. I know we're going to cut that. One. I don't, <laughs> I actually don't know him. I don't want to. I don't want to be on his him. radar. I don't want anything. I know. I don't want him to talk wow. about us. Actually, that would be great press. <laughs> Create a feud. Wait, I, <laughs> I love it. We did get the the origin of your love story with David, who is also a friend of the pod now. And where were you in your career when you ended up in this show that David was producing on? I don't know if he told you this, but he was like looking for this last minute replacement for this role because his actor had dropped out. And so he reached out to someone asking for recommendations and my name was on the list. so. Top of the list. I don't know where it was on the list. In all capitals. In all capitals. Oh. Okay, so this needs to come out after the David one. Okay. Okay. Okay, (laughs) So I got an email from this guy who, and I, and like, you know, he said he was like producing. So I thought he was like some old man. (laughs) Uh, And he asked me to submit. I was like, okay. And so, and it's funny because I was actually going about to leave to do uh, falsettos uh regionally as wizard, um and he had wanted me to come in to audition and i was like i am about to leave town can i do a tape and so he said sure so i did a tape and i like left it to the met- last minute and i was just like "Ugh, what like what even is this oh, i don't know this play it's like some play from scotland and so then i sent that in and then i, I don't know time passed and then he asked to talk on the phone with me Cause I think he was like excited to like offer it to me like directly. And so I took the phone call. I remember I was like in Pennsylvania and I was like cooking chicken. I had just hit off this, like the this fire alarm. I was like, hello. And he was like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that like, we'd love to offer you this part. And I was like, Oh, okay. Can I think about it? <laughs> I didn't know anything about this production. So then I called one of my besties Michael Byron and I was like do I I just got this offer but I don't know anything about this and like I don't know the people and like what what would you do and he was like ah you don't have anything else happening at that point just do it um and I was like okay so then I (laughs) I said yes and it ended up being like such a wonderful fun uh rewarding experience and we became super close friends uh from that and then like a year and a half later started dating. (laughs) Were you, were you crushing at all during the process or were you very professional and focused? Oh no, I was not crushing at all. I, uh, I mean, he was a sweetheart, but he was also, you know, like coming out of the closet at that point. And like, I didn't know that what, what he liked. Um, But yeah, I, I, he was just like a really sweet guy and he was so funny and also the, funny. the age of people in the cast, he was closest to my age. And so I think that also really bonded us together. And then like COVID happened and we both got it at the same time and we ended up like living two blocks away from each other. So we ended up hanging out all the time. And then one day he kissed me and I was like, oh, <laughs> Wait, I'm loving your side of the story. It's funny to hear the timelines. Mm -hmm. They're the same, by the way. They're the same. They're the (laughs) same. They're the same. But yours is a little juicier. Yours is a little juicier. It is juicier. I've never had that experience where you're, like, professional friends with someone for a while, and then it, like, turns at a point. So that always fascinates me. Because it feels like something out of the movies, but it's real. Yeah, that had never happened to me before. But (laughs) it worked out pretty good, so. And he's a gem, and you guys are happy and in love and hustling. And you're in his his web series in the premiere i am yes i it's so cute it's so cute and and you edited it i did oh he told us not to mention that he told (laughs) us yeah he told us not to mention that we're gonna oh my god that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i did edit it and then i I was it it was it was really fun Oh, I love that. Which, so you know, we've jumped all over the place, but you know, you you worked for a long time before this Broadway moment happened. You know, you mentioned the whiplash and everything of all of a sudden your life kind of changing. Was there like a credit or something in your career that you felt like the most fulfilled by, like some sort of a professional experience that you know it had into the woods not happened? You would say was maybe one of your proudest theatrical experiences. Oh, that's a really good question. You know, it's, it was also so recent, but I was really proud of Gold Mountain. It was so special to be in this all Asian cast. Well, we had one token white guy to be the, the oppressor, but he of was kind course. of an honorary Asian. Um, uh, and like all Asian creative team and telling this story of Asian American history and just the most wonderful people and the most beautiful music in a devastating story. Yeah, that was really, that was a really special time. You know what? I want, I want there to be an album. Yeah. Come on, Jason, get on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, it's so sad that shows don't necessarily live on unless there's an album or unless they're licensed. Yeah. And from what I heard online, it is like such beautiful music. And I know it took forever for the show to finally happen. So. It was so funny. I remember Johnny being like, and Allie has the voice of an angel. And I just stare at her in awe. And then Allie was like, but then Johnny opens his mouth. He has the most beautiful (laughs) voice on the planet. I was like, oh my God, you guys are so nice. I also heard you're an amazing singer. Yes. Thank you. That's funny because that was kind of my, that's that like singing was my, (laughs) how I got jobs. (laughs) Uh No, I made my promise you and I don't speak. <laughs> it's you so funny. in like so the ironic. finale though? Or? I do. It's kind of funny okay. because when they were asking James Ortiz for recommendations for people that could puppeteer, which I hadn't. So, but grateful that he thought of me anyway. They were like, and it has to be someone that can sing because we want to make hmm. sure that the puppeteer is also singing in the show. Hmm. So... I come into rehearsals and you know milky white was initially a prop so there's no there's no milky white line in any of the vocal score so i went to rob berman i was like hey so what which parts do you want me to sing and he was like oh yeah i don't know i guess we'll figure that out because it was a very you know fast process i was like okay cool 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 well i i I know i know all the parts already by heart so like whatever you want whatever you want me to do um They never, and I like reapproached later and they're like, oh yeah, we still haven't figured that out. And so I eventually was just like, decided I'm going to sing here. So I I like, and I used, you know, the score where it says like all, I'm like, I'm all. So I sing at the end of the uh, opening and in the ends of both of the acts. I think that's it. Um, Okay. Oh my gosh. Do you you ever just want to just burst out into song in the middle of any of the, the moments in the show. Constantly. Oh I yeah. Can imagine. Yeah. It's um people were singing behind us during like the witches rap and things like that when we saw the show. That's so. apparently been a thing. Yeah. I had a friend <laughs> came and there are these teenage girls singing along behind him and he said he turned and was like, Hey, so we're actually paying to hear them sing it. <laughs> oh. That's that's Savage, Which but honestly, I would have done the same brutal, but also yeah. like good for you for saying something. Cause that would have been, you know, those are not cheap tickets. No. <laughs> uh, I always wonder what I'd say. I remember somebody said to me that what they did once when someone was like singing along the entire time, they just turned around and said, you know, we can hear every word you're saying. Right. And they, I guess they just got really embarrassed because they were just in yeah. the moment, like enjoying singing along and then they stopped for the rest of the show, right. but. I guess, so I guess that was a more, like a more gentle way of doing it, but oh my God. I it's hate crazy. shushing. It's actually my biggest pet peeve. Is that your dose of drama? It, no, I have a different dose of drama. Like if some, I hate when someone goes, shh, like very loudly. <laughs> I think I'm triggered from like maybe talking in class or something like that, or in a library. I would rather someone say, do you mind keeping it down? Or do you mind? I'm trying to. The shush feels so aggressive to me. Yeah, I hear that. It triggers, yeah. it triggers me too. One time my boyfriend and I got into a fight like very early on because he shushed me we were watching a YouTube video. I got <laughs> so mad at him. <gasps> I'm obsessed that that's like your fight. We were watching his high school production of Cats and I was like talking during this, <laughs> one of Grisabella's moments and he shushed me and I said, we can rewind it. Like I got really upset. I was like, you don't need to do that. If he's listening. <laughs> also direct, he knows he knows the story the idea of watching be shushing someone while watching your high school production of <laughs> cats is incredible oh yes <laughs> oh my god i sadly we have to wrap up and get to our dose of drama so connor you mentioned that yes. and you were kind of yeah i did mention our dose of drama so this is the segment in which we share anything that's on our minds that could be drama in a good way or bad way, because drama is literally everything. And I'm feeling dramatic about something. Twitter rolled out at long last these Twitter circles, which Kennedy, I know you're not a huge Twitter user, but basically Twitter was beta testing this throughout the summer. And now there's this feature where you can add 150 people to like your like top friends and your tweets will only go out to them. It's kind of like a close friends for Twitter or like, And it's even in the same color as close friends on instagram is it's like a it's like a neutral green Ah. it is and it's drama (gasps) i mean the amount of you know gay people love to like feel exclusionary and then feel mad about being excluded all at once at all times anyway and it is so exclusionary and crazy (laughs) because people tweet on their main twitter like oh my god the the nude i just posted on circles or the tea i'm spilling on circles and then it's like wait why are you tweeting to your non-circles people who have no way of getting into your circle about what you tweeted on your circle it's making me feel crazy i'm feeling dramatic about it and of course i love being in them but do gay people really need another excuse to like feel exclusive and i i don't know they'll always find one anyway but it's not just for gay people i guess straight people use circles but i don't know what they post on them something boring streets. probably so boring yes. it's <laughs> so like boring. pictures of Barata. it's definitely pictures of uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i'm feeling dramatic about it Well, i keep using it yes but i don't endorse necessarily drama okay okay dylan do you have a dose of drama today i want into the woods to keep extending i want more creative casting i want i want it to continue to change it up and i am curious kennedy who you're like Dream replacement for any of the roles would be sky is the limit. Whoever you want, mine to no one's surprise will would be Aaron Tevate as Cinderella's prince. Oh, because that uh, we don't really get to see him be funny very often, and I know that he's funny, and I want to see that side of him. Okay, I'm gagged. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Do you have somebody that you would love to see, Kennedy? I have so many people. <laughs> it's fun because the uh, the cast like we would gossip about like who do you think will come in who do you think come in oh fine i don't even know if i would want her to be the witch or the baker's wife but i would love audra to come in um. i think that she would do such a cool take and she's just i mean vocal iconic set aside, yeah. like her yeah. acting choices i just like am ravenous for so yes that's so good. You, wait, I love that. Somebody in my, in my circle, not my Twitter circle, but in my circle <laughs> is obsessed with the idea of Patty Lapone being the witch, which I think would be amazing, of course. That would I mean, be so cool. So cool. You know who I think would be great as Baker's Wife, which I, we're being like such fans right now, oh my God. I don't even know <laughs> if she can sing, but Sarah Paulson would slay the Baker's Wife. Oh, oh okay. Interesting. I feel like she'd be so great she so funny. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sure y'all have all come up with creative ideas backstage, <laughs> too, of different people you'd want to see. And, yeah, that's my dose of drama, is that I want the show to continue. Aaron would and be great, Dawn. But, you know. Aaron would be great. Yeah. Do you have a dose of drama, Kennedy? Um. Let's see. What is my drama? I don't have a lot to, like, be dramatic over these days. A blessing. <laughs> 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 I just read a really good book. Does that Thank count? You. Absolutely. We, we yes. have to good book recommendations. I will say I always read the book. Our guests. Oh, recommend. really? Oh, okay, great. oh yeah. that's really exciting because I love yeah. recommending books. Okay. Yeah. It's have you read Lincoln in the Bardo? I've never heard of it. Oh, my gosh. Lincoln in the Bardo by George okay. Saunders. It is such an incredible book. It's about. Okay. So apparently a Bardo is another word for like purgatory or like in between life and death space and it's it's about when lincoln's son his like 10 year old son died during the civil war and how lincoln like grieved his son but it is first of all written in the format of like citations from different sources so and they'll all be like kind of like conflicting so like a newspaper headline about like like the full moon, the night of a party at the white house. And then like a quote from a letter of a servant to her sister being like, yeah. And it was like really cloudy. You couldn't see the moon at all. But like, you get like the feel from all these different citations and some are real and some are fictional, but then also the cemetery where the sun is buried, all of the ghosts that inhabit the cemetery and the way in which they interact and witness Lincoln coming to mourn his son. And it's so Well-written and I can't recommend it enough. Oh, I love that. It's a little historical fiction. Yes. And I I think it should be adapted for the stage. Oh, it sounds like there's a cool, like framing device, especially with the ghosts. Yes. Wait, is that the son who went, was, did he get run over in the driveway to the lighthouse? No, he. So I know that he had a couple sons. I don't know how the others died, but this one. Because I know that it Mary Todd and Abe were never the same after one of the deaths. Yeah. So this is the one that he died from, uh, like pneumonia or something. Okay. And apparently, it, it Lincoln went to the the mausoleum in the cemetery and like take the body out and like hold it. So like I think that was the like inspiration for like unpacking that in a novel
1: Whoa, so that is like okay. a level
0: that is deep grief yes yeah oh my great god. great read it sounds like okay. a good read oh my god it sounds like i should okay. rate it on goodreads which i famously deleted during the pandemic to eliminate my digital footprint more which is crazy because i, s- I have a podcast <laughs> but anyway <laughs> <laughs> well kennedy this was so fun i'm, yes, I'm thrilled that we finally did this yes thank you so much for having me this was a blast Oh yay! I can I can feel the authenticity coming from you. You know, the sky is the limit with you. This was this is only the beginning of your beautiful, more public career. And everybody needs to follow you on Instagram. Yeah, sure. It's uh this is Kennedy. That's my, Ooh, my name. This is Kennedy. I love that name. Wow, that's your that's also your album. That's also your solo show. That's how I your... answer the phone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Awesome! oh that's great very yeah, much yeah so. you need to do a solo show um once into the woods is done it's gonna run forever but once it's over you should do this is kennedy i did a solo show in march actually at green 42 no but Maybe you know the trauma of organizing that. Maybe I'll have recovered by the time of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll do another one. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, listen, Kennedy. I would love to to meet you one day. And, yes. And David as well. And yes. we can all chat. We can't wait to see you again in the show. See you on Thursday. Yeah. Yes, yes. Definitely. Definitely. Connor. Everyone should follow you at Connor McDowell. Me at Dylan McDowell. Us as the Drama Podcast. And I'll see you next time. Drama. Drama.